Hello? Anybody home? Today, I want you to open your mind. I've almost come to the conclusion that the story is so damning that the mass of people can't deal with it. We are in process of developing a whole series of techniques to get people actually to love their servitude. We face a hostile ideology, global in scope, atheistic in character, ruthless in purpose and insidious in method. Well, we are opposed around the world by a monolithic and ruthless conspiracy that relies primarily on covet means for expanding its sphere of influence. To change the minds and the attitudes and the beliefs of the people of the world, and especially the United States, to bring about one world socialist totalitarian government. The potential for the disastrous rise of misplaced power exists and will persist. It has patterned itself after every dictator who has ever planted the ripping imprint of a boot on the pages of history since the beginning of time. If you can get people to consent to the state of affairs in which they are living, then you have a much more easily controllable society than you would if you were relying wholly on clubs and firing squads and concentration camps. Tools of conquest do not necessarily come with bombs and explosions and fallout. There are weapons that are simply thoughts attitudes, prejudices, to be found only in the minds of men. The military-industrial complex not only controls our government, but they control our culture. As you connect the dots between different people, organizations, places, religions, history, suddenly the picture starts to form. If you don't connect the dots, it's just a mass of what's all this about. The kingdom of God is within man, not one man, nor a group of men, but in all men, in you. You, the people, have the power to make this life free and beautiful, to make this life a wonderful adventure. Someone born in the United States is not more special than someone born in Mexico. Someone who is white is not more special than someone who is black. They're just vehicles for the consciousness to experience. Brutes have risen to power, but they lie. They do not fulfill that promise. They never will. Dictators free themselves, but they enslave the people. War is peace. Freedom is slavery. Ignorance is strength. They do not want your children to be educated. They do not want you to think too much. It was learned that the aliens had been and were then manipulating masses of people through secret societies, witchcraft, magic, the occult, and religion. They reach into our children in music, television, books. Pray on children's innocence. How can I disprove lies that are stamped with an official seal? So if you have the opportunity to stand next to one of these machines, it feels like an altar to an alien god. The Army Air Forces has announced that a flying disc has been found and is now in the possession of the Army. You can deny all the things I've seen, all the things I've discovered, but not for much longer, because too many others know what's happening out there. And no one, no government agency has jurisdiction over the truth. Any state, any entity, any ideology that fails to recognize the worth, the dignity, the rights of man, that state is obsolete. A case to be filed under M for Mankind in the Twilight Zone. It's about time some of you got acquainted with the real hard truth. 
Freedom is the privilege to be right. Freedom from the disasters of our mistakes. It's the heart that says, I will not acquiesce. Across the gulf of space, intellects, vast and cool and unsympathetic, regarded our planet with envious eyes. Each of us, when separated, is always looking for our other half. And the desire and the pursuit of the whole is called love. Heart perception will change everything. Welcome to the Secret Teachings Radio Broadcast. I'm your host, Ryan Gable. We are broadcasting around the world tonight, maybe this morning, maybe this afternoon, whenever and wherever you are listening. This is the Fringe FM, broadcasting on the Fringe FM application that you can download for free, the Paranormal Radio app, TalkStream Live. Fringe.fm, and of course, our website at www.thesecretteachings.info. If you'd like to contact the show, you can email me at rdgable at yahoo.com. That's r-d-g-a-b-l-e at yahoo.com. And if you missed any of our past episodes, if you'd like to listen to those shows again or catch part of a show that you missed, maybe you want to share that information with a friend of yours or a family member. You can subscribe to our growing show archive, get access to all the shows to download and to stream them. You'll also get access to all the montages, and you will get access to digital copies of each of my books that you can also download as well as read on the website. So you can download those and take those with you as well. Of course, if you hit Command-F or Control-F on your keyboard, you can search for things in those books, and that's what those books are really good for. They're good as a kind of encyclopedia that you can use to research everything from geoengineering to Hollywood and the music industry to UFO cults. You name it, it's in those books. Artificial intelligence, black goo, mythology, history, voodoo, you name it, it's there in those books. Occult Arcana, Food Philosophy, and the Technological Elixir. You can grab the books separately, or when you subscribe for one year to the archive, you also get one of those books for free, with free shipping in the United States. I think it's a great deal. It supports the show. And when I say that, it's not rhetoric. It really does support the show. www.thesecretteachings.info I've been thinking about how to start tonight's show. On September 9th of 2021, the President of the United States signed an executive order requiring, quote, coronavirus disease 2019 vaccination for federal employees. I did a show a couple of weeks ago called I Sincerely Object to Tyranny. When I did that show, I read... In my opinion, from my perspective, and based on the information that I have obtained from my legal studies, an example and a template of my sincerely held beliefs 
observances and practices as protected by federal law, as protected by the law of the land, as protected by natural God-given rights, of my objection and of my resistance to a COVID-19 vaccine, whether that be if I were attending school or if I were attempting to retain my job because my employer wanted me to get a vaccine or they were going to fire me. I stated that, I declared that on a show a couple of weeks ago. And the overwhelming response to that show has been the largest and the most prolific since the Billie Eilish show that I did about three years ago. I have received hundreds of emails from listeners like you and probably I'm talking about you, your email, whoever you are, wherever you are, I have hundreds and hundreds of emails requesting those templates that I put together with all the subsequent information, all the sources, and of course the disclaimer that if you don't agree with something in those templates, adjust it for moral and ethical and legal reasons to abide by your sincerely held beliefs, observances, and practices. I've sent that out to people from Washington State to Rochester, New York, here where I am, down south to Texas, across and down to the state of Florida. I've sent it to students. I've sent it to healthcare workers. I've sent it to federal workers who have emailed me. And so far, so good. The people I've heard back from, it's helped them. Tonight, I want to expand on that because of the September 9th executive order from Joe Biden. Now, if we read this executive order, we'll find something very interesting and very helpful to those of us who are trying to understand the legal parts the components, what comprises this legal argument that you hear in the news, both the mainstream and the alternative. You often hear in the mainstream that, sure, there are religious exemptions, but those religious exemptions, they won't really hold up in court. Those religious exemptions, they have to be specific and particular. But the contrary is true. Not only will they hold up in court, as we've seen three federal judges already rule, one against a medical college on state grounds, one against a school attempting to remove four athletes from a team, and now another federal judge here in New York ruling that the authority of the governor does not extend to violating the religious liberties of the people. What the mainstream media tells you about religion being specific in particular is also contrary to the law. The Civil Rights Act specifically says Title VII, and as defined by 42 U.S. Code Section 2000E, The term religion 
includes all aspects of religious observance and practice, as well as belief. In other words, if your employer says, Bob, I understand you're a Christian. I understand you're a Catholic. Bob says, yes, I am, and I reject to this vaccine. And I'd like to retain my employment. And your employer says, Bob, you understand that the Pope, you understand that the Catholic Church has endorsed these vaccines. You have no ground to stand on. You get it or you're fired. Now it becomes a battle of words. Because it doesn't matter what the Pope says. It doesn't matter what the Catholic Church says. The law says religion includes all aspects of religious observance and practice as well as belief. It doesn't matter what the Pope says. Your beliefs are different than the Pope. Your observances are different than the Pope. Your practices are different than the Pope. You have to be careful getting a pastor or a priest, a rabbi or a shaman to sign a piece of paper saying, yes, these are the objections. Because the more ammunition you give an employer, the more ammunition you give a college, the more they're going to load that gun and fire it right back at you. And I know in a lot of circumstances, whether it's at medical establishments, hospitals, or schools, the schools are waiting and the medical establishments are waiting, the hospitals are waiting until the absolute last minute to inform the student or the employee that their exemption was accepted. And I would imagine that a lot of places are going to simply say, at the very last minute, we reject your exemption, you're fired, you are unenrolled. At which point, you will have to obtain legal assistance to sue the school to sue the hospital for violation of your God-given, God-protected liberties. Because it doesn't matter, again, what the Pope says. You have your own observance, practice, and belief. That's what's important. The executive order of the president says this. Section 4, general provisions. Subsection B and subsection D, the very end of the executive order. Quote, This order shall be implemented consistent with applicable law and subject to the availability of appropriations. In other words, undue hardships. The Civil Rights Act of 1964, Title VII. Section 4, subsection D. If any provision of this order or the application of any provision to any person or circumstance is held to be invalid, The remainder of this order and the application of any of the other provisions to any other persons or circumstances shall not be affected thereby. So people can run around holding this executive order, screaming about the president mandated it, the president mandated it, the president has the power, the president can do this. This order shall be implemented consistent with applicable law and subject to the availability of appropriations. I take to mean the Civil Rights Act of 1964 and the subject of undue hardship. Let's take a civics lesson. The USA Today published an article, Constitution Allows Biden to Mandate COVID Vaccine. 
federal government can do even more. This is a headline from a USA Today article. It says, in his remarks to the nation last week on this, quote, pandemic of the unvaccinated, end quote, President Joe Biden placed the blame squarely on, quote, elected officials actively working to undermine the fight against COVID-19, end quote. Officials, the author of the article says, such as DeSantis, Governor DeSantis of Florida, the great state of Florida, and the great Governor Ron DeSantis, true American, an actual patriot, a real human being. The USA Today says this, It is true that our constitutional design allows that states can be the laboratories of democracy. But the slogan is incomplete. It comes from a 1932 case where the Supreme Court struck down a state regulation that it thought arbitrarily required vendors of ICE to obtain licenses unlike vendors in other industries. It says Justice Louis Brandias dissented, arguing, It is one of happy incidents of the federal system that a single courageous state may, if its citizens choose, serve as a laboratory and try novel social and economic experience, experiments without risk to the rest of the community. Now, if you're wondering what that means, so am I. Because the idea that a state is a laboratory of democracy has nothing at all to do with federal law in the relationship that it shares in this case to COVID-19 vaccines, to the Civil Rights Act, to 42 U.S. Code, the definition of religion. This is how our minds and our perspectives are molded. Yes, there's a Supreme Court case in the 30s. And yes, the dissenting justice said, that states could act as laboratories of democracy, laboratories of, of uh, free choice uh, to choose novel social and economic experience to see what you know, they would like to and how they would like to conduct activities in their state. But that has absolutely nothing to do with a mandate from the federal government that can only be, according to the mandate itself, Section 4, Subsection B, implemented consistent with applicable law and subject to the availability of, of appropriations. In other words, the executive order can only be enforced if it is abiding by federal law. And when they say the Constitution gives the president the power to do something, sure, but sometimes the president acts in authority and it's a violation of the law, and the courts strike it down, as they have time and time again in relation to mandatory COVID vaccines. I'm going to share with you tonight the explicit details of all of this, and hopefully put your mind at rest and at ease for what you've been seeing happening in the media, maybe what your family and friends are saying. Your religion is your belief. Your religion is your observance and your practice. Your religion is not an institutional system. It is not the Pope. It is not a rabbi. It is not a shaman. It is your belief. It is protected by federal law. And no matter what a governor says, no matter what a hack attorney says, no matter what the hacks on CNN say, this is a very subject, a very simple subject to comprehend. I'm going to make it even simpler tonight on The Secret Teachings. I'm Ryan Gable, and there's a lot more after this. You don't want to go anywhere. You don't want to miss it. 
rdgable at yahoo.com is the email. Stay with us. Attention, you are tuned into restricted airspace. Tune out immediately. This is The Secret Teachings Radio on The Fringe FM. If you enjoy The Secret Teachings and want to hear more while supporting the show, visit the website, thesecretteachings.info, and subscribe to our show archive. As a yearly subscriber, you can download and stream every show after it airs and get access to the digital versions of each one of Ryan's books. The show offers weekly and monthly subscriptions, or for $50 a year, get access to the archive, montages, and digital books at a discounted price. Just visit thesecretteachings.info and click on the donate button at the top of the page. Your subscription supports The Secret Teachings, The Fringe FM, and you. Alex Exum. My name is Alex Exum, and you're listening to The Fringe FM. Hey there, I'm Ryan Gable of The Secret Teachings, and like my show, I like to associate with people and companies who are passionate about taking steps to a healthier life. Pro One Water Filters brings you simple-to-use systems for the home, business, and even the shower. They filter fluoride, heavy metals, and more, and their shower heads stop chlorine from being vaporized and inhaled. I personally use their systems now for five years, and they're worth every penny sincerely. Our other affiliate, US Plus Health, is a small American company specializing in hydrogen peroxide solutions, isopropyl alcohol, and hand sanitizers with no additional ingredients like ethanol, chloride, or methanol. They use 100% U.S. materials at an FDA-registered facility. Their simple, non-toxic formulations are both safe and gentle. They evaporate quickly and leave no residue or stickiness. They're even recommended by the CDC, FDA, and WHO as opposed to other toxic chemicals like QACs. Find links to these affiliates, Pro One Water Filters, and U.S. Plus Health on our website, www.thesecretteachings.info for links, or visit usplushealth.com and type in the promo code TSTCLEAN. Do you want to know more about this strange and weird reality we live in? Join me, Jess Rogie, the host of The Rogie Report, where we explore the unrevealed. Every Wednesday night, live at 6 p.m. Pacific, 9 p.m. Eastern, here on The Fringe FM, KTLK Digital Broadcasting. This is Kev Baker of The Kev Baker Show, and you're listening to The Secret Teachings with Ryan Gable. The truth is out there. And so are we. KTLK. Digital Broadcasting. The Fringe FM. You're listening to The Secret Teachings. For more information on the show or to contact Ryan, visit thesecretteachings.info or email ryan at rdgable at yahoo.com. Hello, folks. This is Jordan Maxwell. My website is jordanmaxwellshow.com. And you're listening to The Secret Teachings. Which I was thinking of a name for what I was describing earlier, and I came up with it. I looked it up to double-check that it was a, an accepted terminology. It is. It's called a, a diversion fallacy. It's basically your attempt to win an argument by diverting the conversation away from the point. That's what the USA Today article that I mentioned in the first segment does. It says, Constitution allows Biden to mandate COVID vaccine. It says that it is true our constitutional design allows that states can be laboratories of democracy. I'll tell you that it doesn't say that in the Constitution. 
That's the fallacy. The article goes on to quote a Supreme Court Justice, Louis Brandias, dissenting in a 1932 case and saying that it's a happy incident of our federal system that a state can serve as a laboratory or laboratory of democracy. The only relationship this statement shares to the article is Joe Biden's statement that elected officials actively working to undermine the fight against COVID-19 are responsible for the surges in the Delta variant, etc., especially governors like Ron DeSantis, a real leader, a real man, and a real American. The USA Today article simply diverts your attention and refers to a Supreme Court case in 1932 that is completely irrelevant to the idea that the Constitution allows Biden to mandate COVID vaccines. It's a fallacy. And if you keep reading further, it becomes even more absurd. It says, enacting a new emergency rule requiring employers with 100 or more employees to ensure their workforces are fully vaccinated or tested weekly is a big step in the right direction, but it isn't nearly enough. Biden needs to go further. Once again, a diversionary fallacy. It starts with this. For instance, the Commerce Clause provides that Congress may regulate businesses that cross state borders. While each state can take its own approach to an issue like handguns, states like Texas, proud to not even require a permit, yeah, guess what? You don't touch people's property in Texas. You get shot. You don't touch people's stuff in Arizona. You get shot. Places like New York, where police officers can't even get guns, everybody gets robbed, everybody gets raped, everybody gets tortured, everybody gets attacked by the mob. But it says in the article, while each state can take its own approach to an issue like handguns, in all states it is a federal crime to bring a gun past the security gates at an airport. I really tried sincerely to understand what the hell this author was talking about. They referenced Article 1, Section 8, Clause 3, the Commerce Clause of the U.S. Constitution, and said that it, allow, it allows Congress to regulate business that crosses state borders. And I thought, okay, what does that have to do with mandating employers to mandate that their employees receive vaccines? Well, they're saying Biden can do more than that. So what else can he do? Well, the Commerce Clause says that Congress can regulate businesses across state borders. You understand that that first line contradicts and invalidates the title to the section of the article. Biden needs to go further. For instance, the Commerce Clause provides that Congress may regulate businesses that's, that cross state borders. You understand that Congress is a separate branch of government, you moron, at the USA Today. You understand that Congress is the supreme legislative body. That the president, the executive branch, is a separate branch of government, you dunce. I mean, is this person who writes this, if it's not AI, are they that stupid or do they think you're that stupid? The executive branch needs to go further. For example, they obtain their authority from the Commerce Clause that, that grants the Congress the power. The, the executive is not the Congress. The judicial is not the Congress. It goes... Executive branch, judicial branch, 
legislative branch. Legislative branch is made up of two houses. Congress, the lower house and the upper house, the Senate and the House of Representatives. You know, not the five houses that Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez said. What did she say? There were four or five houses? How are you a representative of anything except idiocracy? And don't you don't even know how many houses they are? Are you kidding me? That's not really the point. But the point is, this is how these articles are written. And this is really important to break down and understand all the crap that you see on the nightly news, all the crap that you hear on radio, all the ignorant bickering about legalities, etc. The USA Today says the president has the authority to do X, Y, Z. That's a true statement. The Constitution allows Biden to mandate certain things as executive action. But when you read the executive action from the president, it says in Section 4, Subsection B, that the order, order, the executive order shall be implemented consistent with applicable law and subject to the availability of appropriations. In other words, they're specifically citing the Civil Rights Act of 1964, Title 7, that which the Equal Employment Opportunity Commission relates that although the federal law does not prevent an employer from you know, requiring all employees physically entering the workplace to be vaccinated for COVID-19, subject to reasonable accommodation provisions of Title VII and the ADA and other EEO considerations. Title VII and the ADA require an employer to provide reasonable accommodations for employees who, because of a disability or a sincerely held religious belief, practice, or observance, do not get vaccinated for COVID-19. So an employer can require you to do it, but they must provide you with a religious exemption defined as all aspects of religious observance and practice as well as belief, 42 U.S. Code Section 2000E. In simplified terms, your employer can mandate it, but they must provide a religious exemption. The government can mandate it, Federal government can mandate the vaccine, but they have to provide religious exemptions. The governor can mandate it, but they have to provide religious exemptions. You have always a right to opt out of what they're trying to opt you into. Refuse to be opted into it. You don't request to be opted out. You declare that you are not part of their experiment and you are not under their authority when they violate the fundamental laws of God and nature. The order shall be implemented consistent with applicable law and subject to the availability of appropriations. Yes, those appropriations are, as the EEOC says, Title VII and the ADA require an employer to provide reasonable accommodations for employees who, because of a disability or sincerely held religious belief, practice, or observance, do not get vaccinated for COVID-19. Reasonable accommodations. Those are the accommodations that the executive order is speaking of. Availability of appropriations and applicable law. That's the executive order. It's not so scary when you realize it has no teeth, it has no authority. Does that mean people won't violate the law? Since when does a law prevent people from violating what's written, what's collectively held as a, as a social contract? When has that stopped criminals? When has that stopped murder or rape? When has that stopped people from doing horrible things to other people? People still do those things. But there's ways to fight this. 
So the article from the USA Today says the president needs to go further than just mandating this with his authority. And they use a 1930s constitutional Supreme Court case to determine absolutely nothing, to imply to you that Biden has more power than he really does because the judicial system said one time that states are not laboratories of or they're laboratories of democracy in some cases, and in other cases the president gets to decide what the states do. Like, are you, are you serious? Do, do you even know what, what the Constitution is? Have you read it? And then to go further and say, President Biden needs to go even further than mandating vaccines because, look, the Commerce Clause provides that Congress can regulate business that crosses state borders. Yeah, Congress. The president is the executive branch So it goes on to say, accordingly, the CDC has issued a mandate for all airline travelers to wear masks. Again, the Centers for Disease Control is a federal agency that receives not only federal, but private funding from people like Bill Gates. I've been saying this for over a year. The CDC is not a legislative body. Do you understand like the basic civic ignorance in this article. Biden needs to go further. The Commerce Clause provides that Congress may regulate business that crosses state borders. Accordingly, the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention has issued a mandate for all airline travelers to wear masks. And even if you read those mandates, they allow you to opt out. Will airlines let you do that? Probably not, because they don't read the mandate themselves. Because they're brainwashed And they're terrified of what will happen if they follow the rule of law. Because the people that are in charge of this system, of this scam, of this fraud, are criminals that don't want a rule of law unless they make up the law as they go so that they can control you and what goes into your body and whether you can breathe or not and where you can sit and stand, they're psychotic control freaks. They are the antithesis, the opposite, contrary to a free and open society. So I will say it one more time, because it needs to be aggressively asserted. This is what you need to look for when you read this garbage. And see, they put the headline, Constitution gives Biden the power to do X, Y, Z. That's what people read. And then they follow with ignorant assumptions and tell other people, well, the president has the power. And then they cite in the article, Biden needs to go further as the executive. For example, the Commerce Clause allows Congress to regulate business across state borders. Article 1, Section 8, Clause 3. I know what the Commerce Clause is. And it provides Congress the ability to regulate business. It doesn't give the executive branch that authority because it's legislative, not executive. And then they refer to the CDC. The CDC issued a mandate accordingly to the Commerce Clause. 
That's not why the CDC issued a mandate. They have no authority under the Commerce Clause. Since when is the CDC the House of Representatives or the Senate? Since when did this mandate from the CDC go through the House of Representatives, the lower house, and then the upper house, the Senate? When did the Congress and when did the Senate approve this mandate? Oh, they didn't. Then it's not a law. It's a suggestion that's strongly worded. It's an implicating policy that in and of itself, if it were taken to court and you argued that they violated the law, they would say, well, we gave you the right to exempt yourself from this order, and they do in the papers. I have copies of them from the FAA. I have copies of them from the CDC, from the airlines individually. They all give you an option to opt out, but they won't actually let you do it. They'll prevent you from doing it. It's just like in the South when blacks could vote. And blacks would go in to vote, and they'd be like, we ain't got no Republican ballots. Well, you got a right to vote. They just don't have any ballots for you to vote with. They're not saying you can't vote. They're just saying we have, we have no ballots for you. You know, so the executive is different than the legislative, and the legislative is different than the judicial. Let's understand that. The CDC is not legislative. They're not Congress. And the president is not Congress. So the Commerce Clause gives Biden no authority to do this. Okay? It has nothing at all to do with presidential authority. It has to do with Congress. I'm glad we got that out of the way. I'm glad we can understand that. So now that we know what Congress can do, Congress is basically, you know, the supreme body of the government. They make the laws. The judicial determines the constitutionality of the laws, and they make, on federal constitutional decisions, they, make, uh, you know, they can make declarations that override state courts. Otherwise, everything is reserved to the states. Because the Constitution is comprised of enumerated powers, you have certain powers, the president, certain powers of the judicial, certain powers of the legislative, and that's how the system works. So we know what the president can do, not a lot, and we know what Congress can do, a lot more than the president, and we know that the president isn't in the Congress, and we know that the CDC is not a branch of government, so the Commerce Clause doesn't apply to them. And a Supreme Court ruling recently struck down the eviction moratorium from the Centers for Disease Control when the CDC said, we say that nobody else can be evicted. And the Supreme Court said, um, you don't have that authority, so we're striking down your order. And the CDC put their tail between their legs, and they scurried back into Bill Gates' mansion, and they said, what do we do, Master? What do we do, Master? So let's see what the judicial branch can do. Ah, the judicial branch has some power. Let's see what the judicial branch has done. The judicial branch in Louisiana federal judge in Michigan, a federal judge, and now in New York, a federal judge. And in order of these three cases from Louisiana to Michigan to New York, we had a case of a medical school. We had a case of college students on a 
sports team. And in New York, we had a case of a government mandate for vaccines that does not allow for exemptions, which violates the law. And it was aimed at healthcare workers. So let's see what happened in all three of these cases. Federal judge for the Western District of Louisiana, Terry A. Dottie. In the case, Rachel Lynn Maglilio versus Edward Via College of Osteopathic Medicine. Relating to the school's uh, you know, a th- supposed authority to force students to receive a COVID-19 vaccine, here's what they said. Relating that the school in question could not force students to receive a COVID-19 vaccine as a condition of enrollment at VCOM based on their deeply held religious beliefs, due to the school's presence on state grounds, no private claims of authority were relevant. So on state grounds, under federal authority, they had to provide religious exemptions. And it did not matter if they were Christians, Muslims, Jews, or Rastafarians. Not long after that, in the case Emily Dahl versus the Board of Trustees of Western Michigan University, a federal judge for the Western District of Michigan blocked Western Michigan University against removing four players from its women's soccer team for not complying with a vaccine mandate due to their religious objections. As per the restraining order and the likelihood of success on their claim that WMU's denial of a religious exemption from vaccine requirement, that's a quote, violates their, quote, right to the free exercise of religion. Judge Paul Maloney ruled. He ruled that the defendants were, quote, enjoined from enforcing a COVID-19 vaccine requirement against the plaintiffs. And then a federal judge just ruled in New York that there is a temporary block on the state's forcing of medical workers to be vaccinated after a group of healthcare workers sued, saying their constitutional rights were violated because the state's mandate disallowed religious exemptions. The federal judge, David Hurd, in Utica, issued the order after 17 health professionals, including doctors and nurses, claimed in a lawsuit that their rights were violated with a vaccine mandate that disallowed the exemptions. And do you know what that witch, that disgusting piece of feces, worse than Cuomo, you know what that witch that they call governor here in the state of New York did? She played dumb. She said, I didn't know that there were religions that didn't want to get vaccinated. They didn't want, you know, their people to get vaccinated or people with certain religious views didn't want to get vaccinated. I never heard of something like that. You lying piece of trash. You disgusting, filthy disgrace to America. Disgrace to the state of New York. Disgrace to the human race. You piece of trash. I didn't know there were religious exemptions. I've never heard of what is religion? What is a religion? I've never heard of this before. I pray to Satan. I don't know what God is. GD witch, my God. And then I get upset, and it's like, Ryan, why are you so upset? Because you have people in perceptual power, like the governor of New York, who's worse than Cuomo, who finds thousands of new COVID deaths to add to the total, who starts mandating, you know, five-year-olds wear masks, Healthcare workers must receive a vaccine. I didn't know there were religious exemptions. 
then you shouldn't be governor, you bitch. That's right. You shouldn't be governor if you don't know that there are religious rights, you piece of shit. Treating the people of New York like that. Unbelievable. But thankfully, Judge David Hurd said, we're going to temporarily block this because you have to provide people with religious exemptions. It's federal law. And by the way, this judge was also selected by Bill Clinton. So he was selected by a Democrat. This judge is following the rule of law. I don't know much more about David Hurd, but he sounds like he's not as corrupted as some other judges. That's what he has ruled. U.S. judge blocks New York mandate for health care workers. So that is three now. Three different judges. The Western District Federal Judge of Louisiana, Terry Dottie, ruled that the medical college could not unenroll students based on their deeply held religious beliefs of rejecting a vaccine. And based on the school's mandate, they could not unenroll those students for refusing the vaccine. In Michigan, a federal judge, Paul Maloney, ruled the defendants were enjoined from enforcing a COVID-19 vaccine requirement against the plaintiffs who sued for religious reasons. And due to the likelihood of winning the case, the court forced the school to allow the students to remain on the Western Michigan University sports team without a vaccine. And a northern New York judge, northern district of New York judge, David Hurd, a federal judge, just ruled that there is now a temporary block on the New York mandate forcing medical workers to be vaccinated because it does not allow for religious exemptions. If this were a case, like in Louisiana or Michigan, where it was very clear that the plaintiffs were wrong, the judge would not have wasted his time, or in some cases her time, in making these declarations and making these statements and making these opinions. They know that the plaintiffs are right. They know that it's a violation of the law depending on how you argue it. So the three judges, Louisiana, Michigan, and New York, medical college, another college dealing with a sports team, and now healthcare workers, they cannot be forced to receive a vaccine or face unenrollment or unemployment because their rights are protected under the law. And we can go further In 2008, Mission Hospital Incorporated settled an EEOC religious discrimination lawsuit for refusing to accommodate and then firing employees, quote, who declined flu vaccinations based on their religious beliefs. Simplifying that even more, a hospital was sued and lost a religious discrimination lawsuit because they fired employees and refused to accommodate them on top of that who declined flu vaccines. Let's make it really clear. The Catholic Church says we should get a vaccine. 
Do you just do what the Catholic Church tells you to do? Do you just do what the Pope tells you to do? You touch kids? You rape kids? You traffic children? You just do what the, what the, what the Pope tells you to do? Is that what you do? I don't think so. As a Catholic, you probably have your own beliefs and your own practices and observances, the three words that are used to define, in all aspects, the term religion. U.S. Code 42, Section 2000E, Subsection J. The term religion includes all aspects of religious observance and practice as well as belief. So contrary to what the media tells you, contrary to what the USA Today tells you, oh, the Commerce Clause gives the president to do... And then they literally quote... The Commerce Clause gives Congress the authority. It's a different branch of government. Okay? And and then they say the CDC, under the Commerce Clause, the CDC has authority. The CDC is not Congress. How many times do we have to go over this? The CDC is not Congress. They're not representatives of states. They're not senators. They're not the legislative branch. And it's like I've told that to so many people this year, and I just get the deer in the headlights. Look. I'm like, the CDC's not a legislative branch. They don't make laws. They, they can recommend policies. Maybe those policies become laws, but they don't make laws. Even the Supreme Court just ruled. They're like, the, the CDC, they don't have authority to issue this, this federal eviction moratorium extension. Blocked. Denied. It's like that basketball player, uh, Dikembo Mutombo. So I think that's how you pronounce his name. De, it was a Dikembo Mutombo. And just blocking a shot and just no, 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 no with that finger wave. And that's what the Supreme Court did. The CDC goes to thinking they have an easy layup. And the Supreme Court just, boom, just rejects it into the stands. Why? Because the CDC isn't Congress. And the USA Today says, oh, the executive branch, the president has authority under the Commerce Clause. The Commerce Clause is Article One of the Constitution. That's not executive authority. That's Congress again. But I guess when you have Congress people like Cortez going to the Met Gala and eat the rich, you mean killing and taking from your landlord like they did in communist China. That's what you mean by the rich with your thousands and thousands of dollars that you spend for plates of food and your ten dollars to $15,000 dress. Eat the rich while all the slaves have masks on and you and your husband don't. Yeah, we understand we understand. We, we know who you are, Cortez. I thought I was going to be raped, she says, on January 6th. She wasn't even in the building. She claimed that she thought she was going to be raped. A vile piece of trash. You know why I call them a piece of trash? It's not just because it's an ad hominem attack. It's because of the stuff that they do. Look at Cortez. Look at that meth head. Look at that piece of filth. Look at that so-called representative of the people. She's a representative of the ideology of Bernie Sanders and George Soros and the Green New Deal of the Communist Party. That's what she's a representative of. She's not your representative in New York. Look at the governor of New York. I didn't know people had religious exemptions. I didn't know anybody rejected on religious grounds. That's been an argument for literally decades in the United States. And you're a governor and don't know that? Don't give me that. So yeah, you're a piece of trash. That's why I get to call you names on top of understanding why you're a piece of trash when I say it. But the reality is, 
federal judges are just like Louisiana, Michigan, New York. You can't do it. You have to give religious exemptions, and it's going to be vague because the law defines religion as a belief, observance, or practice. So you just basically have to rely on the sincerity of the person claiming the belief, not requesting the belief, observance, or practice exemption, claiming the exemption. I am exempt from what you want me to do. That's what they say in Washington State. If you have these exemptions, you're exempt. You have these views, you're exempt. So there you go. Louisiana, Michigan, and New York. Federal judges blocking these mandates, blocking these orders. And even the executive order from the president says that you only can enforce the provisions of the order if they are in line with applicable law and the availability of appropriations. In other words, if a business can accommodate you without undue hardship. So, while all that's happening, and while the USA Today is telling us Congress is the executive and Congress is the CDC, Yahoo News reported this number. Health system workers abruptly drop COVID-19 vax mandate lawsuit. A lawsuit filed against the Henry Ford Health System after their vaccination mandate, which required all employees to get vaccinated, has been dropped. The case was dropped one day after President Joe Biden announced a sweeping new federal vaccine mandate that affects 100 million Americans. Why do you think they titled the article that? Health system workers abruptly dropped COVID-19 vax mandate lawsuit. What does that tell you? Health system, hospitals, doctors, nurses. In this case, it was the Henry Ford Health System, but they're implying it's the health system in the country. It's all hospitals, all medical establishments. And the health system workers abruptly, they did it quickly to imply frivolousness of the COVID-19 vax mandate lawsuit. It's a vax mandate lawsuit. They're suing over the mandate. They don't have any authority to sue the president. They have no authority to sue the government. They have no authority to sue the states. They have no authority to sue. They have no authority here at all. The executive has the authority. It's a mandate, so drop the lawsuit. You won't win. This is just an article to demoralize you. Whoever wrote this is also a piece of trash, a piece of filth, an un-American, unhuman piece of garbage. They just want you to think, oh, well, I guess if the president did it, I don't have any recourse. It actually gets better because Dr. Joseph R. Sellers, president of the Medical Society of the State of New York, said this, quote, no major religious denomination opposes vaccines. And the Supreme Court for over 100 years has upheld vaccination requirements as a means to protect the public health. Now, silly me, I went to double check all this. No major religious denomination opposes vaccines. Dr. Joseph Sellers must be in bed with the governor of New York. I just didn't know that there were vaccine exemptions for religious reasons. I didn't know when I wrote the executive order. No, you're a witch. And you hope people bend to your authority and give you authority that you don't have. Dr. Joseph Sellers, no major religious denomination opposes vaccines. Well, Sure, but that's not the definition of religious exemption. The definition of religious exemption is based on the definition of religion. 42 U.S. Code, Section 2000E, Subsection J, the term religion includes all aspects of religious observance and practice as well as belief. The first part of the statement, irrelevant. 
And then he says the Supreme Court has for over 100 years upheld vaccination requirements as a means to protect public health. So you're probably referring, Dr. Joseph Sellers, to Jacobson versus Massachusetts. You know people can actually read that, right? You can keep citing it, but people can go and read that for themselves. And here's what it says. The opinion of the court was that local health statutes did not establish the, quote, absolute rule that an adult must be vaccinated when certain conditions in particular may lead to their harm. The conclusion of the court was not that Jacobson had to receive a vaccine, but he had to pay a $5 fine because the case was argued that the state and the local government had the authority to issue the order. Not whether or not it was right or legal, but they had a right to issue the order. Just like the Constitution gives Biden the powers to issue the orders. Are the orders constitutional? Are they legal? Do they preserve bodily integrity, bodily autonomy? Do they provide for exemptions for certain people like illegal immigrants? Oh, yeah, they do. But not if you're a hardworking American, they don't. You get no exemption, according to the governor of New York. No exemption for you, like the soup Nazi. I just didn't know there were exemptions for religion. I didn't. What is religion? I don't even know what religion is. Jacobson versus Massachusetts. Jacobson had to pay a $5 fine, not get a vaccine. And the court established that they don't have, no state has, no authority has the absolute rule to force you to get vaccinated. They're misquoting Jacobson versus Massachusetts. They're misquoting the Commerce Clause. Not even misquoting it, which is open to interpretation. They're outright telling you the Commerce Clause that gives Congress authority is an executive authority. It's an authority of the CDC. It's outrageous. I'm Ryan Gable. This is The Secret Teachings. There's a lot more after this. Don't go anywhere. Stay with us. Lighting the void with the secret teachings of all ages. It's KTLK Digital Broadcasting, The Fringe FM. Do you like the secret teachings and Ryan's passionately balanced approach to subjects from food and health to the entertainment industry and the occult? Then check out Ryan's books. Available in PDF and softcover with free shipping in the United States. For a practical, balanced, and unique look at the food industry, vaccinations, the theories of disease, and geoengineering, grab a copy of Food Philosophy. For a deeper look into artificial intelligence, UFO cults, black goo, and packs made with the devil in the music and entertainment industry, have a look at the technological elixir. Or look for Ryan's masterpiece, Occult Arcana, an encyclopedia of occult knowledge spanning from mythology and science to symbols and sigils, from ritual magic to voodoo, and from comparative religion and psychic abilities to paranormal activity. All three books can be purchased on the website at thesecretteachings.info, where you can read reviews from other authors and radio hosts around the world. Just visit thesecretteachings.info. 
Hey there, I'm Ryan Gable of The Secret Teachings, and I want to share something very interesting with you. It's no mistake that the CDC began recommending masks in April of 2020, and that people immediately had trouble adapting or breathing, just a few weeks before George Floyd died in Minneapolis. After his death, people began chanting, I can't breathe, on May 26th. It's no mistake that in June, this man with black skin, who had been turned into a god, was placed into a golden coffin, a real-life reenactment of the killing of Osiris in Egyptian myth. It's no coincidence the same month that this took place in the Twin Cities, a twin summit was taking place with the World Economic Forum, the implications of which we look at on The Secret Teachings. And these are the patterns and observations that we make on the show five nights a week, broadcasting on The Fringe FM. For more information, check out thesecretteachings.info or email us at rdgable at yahoo.com. So are we. KTLK. Digital Broadcasting. The Fringe FM. Are you thinking about creating a podcast but don't know where to start? Do you really want to have to learn all this stuff? Individual track processing, enhanced and improved sound quality, edit others, offer processing, slips, mix multiple clips and tracks, back volumes, deliver consistent sound, live podcast production, show notes and SEO optimization, episode upload to hosting, live call screening, balance levels allowed to measure broadcast standards, full branding packages, logo design, podcast site, website, show artwork. Or do you just want to get on the mic and get your ideas out there? The Fringe FM team is here to help with all of your podcasting, audio and video production needs. From simple podcast to audio enhancement, our professional production staff will make it easier than ever to create the podcast you desire. Visit thefringe.fm, join our team, and get jump started on your podcast today. Everything is awesome. Everything is cool when you're part of a team. What are you doing on Wednesdays? I want to invite you to join me, Jess Rogie, the host of The Rogie Report, where I provide commentary and invite guests on to talk about UAPs, conspiracies, current events, nature of reality, consciousness, and of course, the paranormal. Listen to The Rogie Report every Wednesday live at 6 p.m. Pacific. 9 p.m. Eastern here on the Fringe FM, KTLK Digital Broadcasting. For a lot longer than most podcasts have been around, The Secret Teachings has been at the forefront of unique investigation into both the mundane and the extraordinary. Critical thought and controlled speculation allowed us to determine that the much-anticipated UAP report would be vague, unexplained, and would simply imply the need for defense against national security threats. We determined that sonic weapons were the cause of Havana Syndrome a full year before CNN acknowledged the same. We told you about the mind-controlled magic, sex slavery, and intellectual theft in the music industry long before Britney Spears spoke out about her conservatorship, and we've been removed from radio for refusing to censor our show over international child trafficking networks and sex cults long before Epstein didn't kill himself. This has been done with no budget, only your support, and a will to learn and succeed. And you can continue to be a part of the Secret Teachings journey as we broadcast Monday through Friday after lighting the void with Joe Roop, right here on KTLK Digital Broadcasting, The Fringe FM. KTLK Digital Broadcasting, The Fringe FM, brings you exclusively The Secret Teachings with Ryan Gable.
I'm your host, Ryan Gable, and you are tuned into the Secret Teachings Radio right here on the Fringe FM, Monday through Friday, broadcasting around the world on the Fringe.fm, the Fringe FM app, Talk Stream Live, and the Paranormal Radio app. If you'd like to listen to all of our past shows, if you'd like to download those shows, take them with you, share them with your family or friends, subscribe to the archive at www.thesecretteachings.info. And when you subscribe to the archive, you really do sincerely support this show and help keep us on air. Not only do you help keep us on air, you do keep us on air. It's not just helping. You are the support for this show. You allow me to do what I do five nights a week. And I'm very grateful to all of you for allowing me to do this for so long. Thank you. Sometimes it goes beyond the interesting perspective and the interesting topic and the interesting research. Sometimes it's practical information. Sometimes on radio, you get really worked up. I'm pretty worked up tonight. And I know that there's always a person who says, why are you so aggressive? Why are you so angry? My question is, why are you so passive? Why are you so calm? Do you not realize what's happening? And if they do realize what's happening, they say, what can I do about it? And I look around flabbergasted. What do you mean, what can you do about it? Inform other people. Help other people. See, I'm not the angry, selfish person. I'm the angry, righteous person. I'm trying to help other people. That doesn't make me better than other people. I have had so many people help me to understand the things that I'm sharing with you and provide you with a different perspective. I have had many of you help me to understand things and provide me with a different perspective. To be upset and angry and to do nothing is not much different than being calm and complacent and compliant, and doing nothing. Some people might be a little bit more calm when they try to help other people. But this is out of control. This is insanity. Did you watch the Emmy Awards over the weekend? I know I didn't, but I saw videos of it. A bunch of Hollywood scum, Hollywood elitists, with no masks, no social distancing, hugging each other, giving out awards to each other, patting themselves on the back, praising their industry, praising their wealth with their expensive dresses and diamonds, while literally the DJ for the event says that what they're doing is adhering to COVID protocols to keep them and you safe. Did you hear that? We're going to party. We're going to have a good time. But while we're doing that, we're following all the safety guidelines that some really smart people devised to keep us safe. While they're literally showing you people without masks, with no social distancing, kissing, hugging, and jacking each other off. Let's just be real. That's what's happening. 
a big orgy of Hollywood sewage poured into one room with some snide, snarky remarks written by some comedians that the fat-ass Seth Rogen set on stage to contradict what looked like, you know, an event that was maintaining all the protocols of COVID-19 safety. And Seth Rogen calls out the hypocrisy and says, I, I, thought, I thought we were going to, you know, be outside and they lied to us and made some jokes and, and made the attention in the headlines. Yeah, it, you know why it made attention in the headlines? You know why I got attention on Monday morning? Because when people call out the hypocrisy of live broadcasts showing people hugging each other, touching each other, you know, giving out awards and kissing each other's asses in this enclosed event while all the staff, all the help, all the slaves wore masks. And the DJ says, we're going to party all night. And while we party, we're going to adhere to all the social distancing, all the COVID measures that really smart people have come up with to help keep us safe. Yeah. Showing you something visually, telling you something contrary to what you're seeing visually to make you feel confused, to make you feel like you don't understand, to make you feel weak, to show you they are the elite, they get to live their lives, you are not elite. You do not get to live your life. You are a useless, worthless bottom feeder, and the only time you have any relationship with the word purpose. The only time you have any significance in life is when you're serving them a cocktail or bringing them a plate of food. And when you do, you better social distance and you better wear a mask because, God forbid, the Hollywood elite have to follow the same rules. It's only the dirty peasants who could make them sick. Un. Believable, But it gets worse. You know, in some states, last year, when those mask mandates came out from the governors, they specifically said, in some states, specifically, that if you are deaf, you are exempt from wearing the mask. Because when you're deaf, or when you're communicating with someone who is deaf, a lot of times, deaf people need to read lips. And if they can't read lips, they can't communicate. Contrary to popular belief, if you don't pull down your mask in some states, it's a violation, if you're talking to a deaf person, of the executive order. I don't really get on any of these social media sites, but I saw a story about a girl on TikTok, Shannon Heroks or Haru. She's an Uber driver. This made mainstream news. Woman's viral TikTok claims she was refused service at a Dunkin' Donuts. Why? Because she was deaf. Hero said she called over an employee and asked her to lower her mask so that she could read her lips. Because, well, she's deaf. When the female employee went to find a manager, Hero, who was an Uber driver, received a notification about a ride and told the employee, hey, look, I need to hurry this up. I have a job to do. I just want to get a drink. 
The manager comes over, she said, and I can just tell by his body language and his face that he was going off. He's yelling, screaming. Over what? A deaf lady? What a threat. She said, I kept saying, I can't hear you. I can't hear you. I need to lip read. Now, the manager and the young lady weren't deaf, or maybe they were deaf, because logic and reason and human decency and common sense seemed to fall on deaf ears. This deaf woman understood more than these two people that could hear, or so it seems. Not only did they refuse to take down their masks so that she could read their lips, they also refused to write anything down on a piece of paper to communicate with the lady. And they could barely communicate themselves because not only did they have masks on, but as Shannon pointed out, they were standing six feet apart from each other between a sheet, and between them was a sheet of plexiglass. What kind of alien dystopian world do we now live in? And aren't these people supposed to be progressives that care about minorities and conditions and impairments? No, because the deaf lady is obsolete. The blind people are obsolete. They are useless eaters and bottom feeders according to the same kinds of scum, whether they work at Dunkin' Donuts or they're at the Emmys. We're adhering to all the social distancing, all the mask guidelines. We're, we're adhering to all the COVID-19 guidelines that some really smart people came up with. The DJ says trying to be cool. While a bunch of rich, powerful snobs and scum hug each other and pat each other on the back. You're so talented. We're so wealthy. Look at all of our power. Just the, the bottom barrel, the bottom of the barrel, the bottom of the totem and these people are are they're not even in the barrel they are under the barrel they are they are they, they these people are the bottom and below the bottom of society no matter how many pearls and how many fake tit implants you get and how many ass implants and injections in your face and fancy dresses that say eat the rich and how much makeup you put on and how many famous rich people you bang and how many fancy cars you have and how many mansions you have and how many movies you're in and how many awards you give yourself. You are the epitome of evil. You are the epitome of what is wrong with human civilization while you sit there simultaneously and lecture the rest of the world that it's the common person, the person serving you the martini, serving you the drink, serving you the steak, that's the problem and the reason why there's climate change while you fly on private jets and you own 50 cars. You are not even a human being, you Hollywood filth. And these two Dunkin' Donut employees, you know, who knows? This Shannon Hero woman, this woman could be a total nightmare to deal with. But I know these kinds of people. They'll refuse to take down their mask to talk to a deaf person. They'll refuse to write on a piece of paper for the deaf person. I mean, how can you live with yourself? You are standing at a Dunkin' Donuts as a manager, and there's plexiglass between you and another employee... You both have masks on. You're yelling at each other through a mask and plexiglass like a sideshow circus freak. 
and there's a deaf lady trying to do her job just once a drink, and you won't even take your mask down to talk to her behind the plexiglass. You won't even write on a piece of paper, ma'am, what would you like? Ma'am, would you like sweetener in that? I'm sorry for the confusion, ma'am. This drinks on Dunkin' Donuts today. Apparently not all of America runs on Dunkin'. Only the elite classes. Only the people that can hear. If you're deaf, they want nothing to do with you. If you're a peasant, you get to wear a mask and you get to serve them food in their $25,000 dresses. And they're half a million dollars in jewelry. Maybe you get to serve them a drink. Maybe you get to brush up against, you know, Jennifer Aniston. Oh, oh, look, it's Tom Hanks. Oh, my God, it's Tom Hanks. Oh, it's Seth Rogen, that fat Jew. I want to go listen to his hilarious comedy that's written by somebody else so that they can obscure the fact that they're not following any guidelines by drawing attention to this funny bit that Seth Rogen did about how they weren't following the guidelines. If you're not angry about this, there's, I think there's something, I really think there's something wrong with people who aren't angry. You know? And believe me, this is controlled anger. I swear to God, on break, I yelled. I had to yell, I had to yell, and then I had to take a deep breath. What do you mean I'm angry? Why are you so complacent? That's what I tell people. We're creating, and this is the bottom line, a two-tiered society. A two-tiered society where you are an elite or you are a peasant. And the elite are few. An elite group of people that get to decide how the rest of you live your life while they, whether they're people that are at the Emmys or they're people in government offices, whether it's the Antichrist who runs California, who gets to have parties, who gets to go to restaurants with no mask, no social distancing, even with his health advisors, not social distancing, not wearing a mask, probably didn't even get a vaccine. While they get to tell you what to do, like that famous hot doctor in Miami with all the bikini lad women hanging off of him, and he said, you have to wear a mask And then he's photographed on his private boat with a bunch of whores. Nobody's wearing a mask. I'm sure they're raw dogging it too. And it's all okay because he's rich and he's handsome and you're not peasant. You're not proletariat. You get to suffer like Winston did. And the only power you have is to work for the state and to rewrite history and to throw everything else down the memory hole. You don't even get to have sex. You don't even get an orgasm because they eliminated that too. Good luck if you can find someone who wants to have sex because they've attempted to eliminate even sex for reasons of pure pleasure. That's the world we're living in. Here's another part of the world we're living in. Joe Biden has signed another executive order on September 17th, adding measles to a list of communicable diseases that could require quarantine. Why? Because after the debacle in Afghanistan where people were falling off of giant airplanes, giant cargo planes, and bones and body parts were found inside of the gears of the plane after it landed. 
Afghan refugees were coming to the United States, hundreds of thousands of them pouring into Texas, diagnosed with measles. Thank you, Joe Biden. Thank you very much. You know, just like the Indian telephone operators say, thank you for that one, sir. Thank you for that one. Thank you for the phone number. Thank you, Joe Biden. Thank you for that one. Thank you. Afghanistan falls apart. Bring them here. They got the measles. That's okay. Because it's liberal. It's progressive. I mean, how, how is this acceptable to anybody? How are you not mad? Now, here's the thing. When you do get mad, when you do realize what's happening, there's a practical way to logically and with common sense retain your calm and your cool and retain your power. You realize you've got the power the whole time. Let me break it down for you real quick of why you have power. The executive order from the president requiring vaccines for federal employees and for businesses with over 100 employees says in Section 4, subsection B, the order is only to be implemented consistent with applicable law. So if you're at a business and you force your employees to get vaccinated under the executive order and someone says, I have a religious exemption, and you say, we don't accept those. Well, that's not abiding by applicable law, so the executive order is null and void, and the business, if the business was going to enforce that even without the executive order, still has to abide by the federal law. As well as what is subject to the availability of appropriations, including undue hardships. The EEOC breaks that down pretty simply. The USA Today reported the Constitution allows Biden to mandate COVID-19 vaccine. Really? Well, the Constitution gives Biden the power to do certain things, but then they cite the power and they refer to a court case in the 30s that is completely irrelevant. It's a diversionary fallacy because they start changing the subject to something that makes no sense in the article. This article, Constitution gives Biden this power, it says Biden needs to go further. Well, how can he go further? Well, the Commerce Clause, they say, that's Article 1, Section 8, Clause 3 of the Constitution, provides that Congress may regulate business that crosses state borders. Well, what does that have to do with vaccines or masks? But they say, accordingly, the CDC issued a mandate for all airline travelers to wear masks. Now, I had a hard time understanding what that meant because the CDC is not a legislative body. The CDC is not Congress. And the idiocy of this article is that Biden needs to go further. That's the title of this section. And the very next sentence is the Commerce Clause provides that Congress may regulate business across state borders. Congress is comprised of a House of Representatives and a Senate. One by proportionate representation based on population and one by equal representation for states. That's Congress, the House and the Senate. The executive branch is a separate branch of government and the Commerce Clause doesn't grant the executive branch that authority. But they're hoping that you're too stupid and they're hoping you don't listen to the secret teachings to figure that out. And while they tell you 
well, there are some religious exemptions, but courts and businesses really will find that you're not going to get your exemption. So you might as well go along with the mandate. Go along with the requirement. Don't question it. Because the second you question it, you not only have power, they have to defend themselves, and their power that they have to defend rests on nothing, which means it evaporates instantaneously, and you realize, oh, you're in control. The emperor has no clothes, and when that curtain is pulled back, it's an old man pulling some levers, acting like he's a wizard. Meanwhile, in Louisiana and Michigan, federal judges have ruled that schools, whether they're medical or they're a a Michigan school with student-athletes, cannot force those students to get a vaccine in order to remain in school. A New York judge also just ruled a federal judge who was put into power by a Democratic president, Bill Clinton, according to his biography, Judge David Hurd said that the executive authority of the state of New York invested in the governor does not extend to violating the rights of the citizens of the state of New York, of the United States of America, as they rest in religious liberty. And the governor said, I didn't know that people had religious exemptions. And furthermore, Dr. Joseph Sellers, president of the Medical Society of the state of New York, said the same same thing. He said, quote, no major religious denominations oppose vaccinations. And he went further by saying, and the Supreme Court has for over 100 years upheld vaccination requirements as a means to protect the public health. Well, guess what, Joseph Sellers? 42 U.S. Code Section 2000E, subsection J. The term religion includes all aspects of religious observance and practice as well as belief. So the Pope, when he's done trafficking children can go on TV and say, hey, y'all need to get the vaccine. We don't care about the fetal tissues, okay? Get the vaccine. Don't care what the Pope says. Okay, I don't care what the Vatican says. I don't care what the shaman says. I don't care what the temple says. These are my beliefs. And maybe they're more Christian. Maybe they're more Muslim. I agree with a lot of things Muslims Muslims believe. I agree with a lot of things Christians believe. I agree with a very small number of things that Jews believe. I agree with a lot of Buddhist practice. See, I am religious in the sense that I have beliefs that go beyond the physical authority of man as it's perceived and granted by the acquiescence and, consi- and, and, and the co- co- coercive measures that are employed to get the average person to, to obey what that authority perceptually is. I have beliefs that are beyond the physical authority of man because there are powers beyond the physical powers of man. So my beliefs, my practices, and my observances are not to be defined by the governor of New York or by Dr. Joseph Sellers from the Medical Society of the State of New York. They are to be defined as a belief. I believe 
that for a number of reasons, as I've spelled out in my declarations for the reasons I will not be receiving the COVID-19 vaccine, my beliefs prevent me from being forced under law to receive it because federal law protects me over your petty, tyrannical, authoritative directives and mandates that even federal liberal judges say are not legal. So CNN and Fox News and MSNBC and all the others that peddle this tyrannical garbage need to be shut off and shunned. And every radio show that tells you the same garbage that they do, they're wrong. It's as simple as that. If it weren't as simple as that, there wouldn't be federal judges ruling that schools and, 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 and healthcare workers have to force keep kids to get vaccinated, have to force, you know, uh, the hospitals have to force the healthcare workers to get vaccinated. The federal judge wouldn't be ruling against that. That's the bottom line. No major religious denomination opposes vaccines. Then they keep quoting this Supreme Court case from 1905. I'm an idiot. I went and read it. Jacobson versus Massachusetts. The case determined at the end, the opinion of the court, was that Jacobson had to pay a $5 fine. Not that Jacobson had to get a vaccine. It said... Local health statutes did not establish the absolute rule that an adult must be vaccinated. That's in the opinion of the court. I read the Supreme Court case, Dr. Joseph Sellers. You sell out piece of trash. I know what the case concluded. It concluded that Jacobson had to pay a $5 fine and that the statute was an authoritative directive that could legally be issued by the local government, by the local health authorities working with the government. But they could not hold Jacobson down and inject him. They could only fine him $5. And that it did not establish the absolute rule that an adult must be vaccinated, especially when conditions may lead to their harm. That's what the court ruled. But Dr. Joseph Sellout from the Medical Society of New York doesn't care and probably doesn't know himself. And the witch that's in the governor's office in New York says, I don't know about religious exemptions. Oh, really? Then you shouldn't be the governor if you don't know. It's like when Monsanto or one of these chemical companies say, we didn't know that these chemicals were poisonous. Then you shouldn't have been selling them. You shouldn't have been marketing them if you didn't know for sure, you evil, demonic entities. I'm Ryan Gable. This is The Secret Teachings. I'm going to simplify and cover everything in the final segment. www.thesecretteachings.info. Stay with us. You could listen to this. And again, you know, people say David has no evidence. David has no evidence, but... I hate this channel. Or you could listen to The Secret Teachings with myself, Ryan Gable, five nights a week on The Fringe FM and join us to explore the outer limits of history, symbolism, parapolitics, and more. We'll explore a little of everything, but don't take my word for it. I'm kind of like you. I'm a last of a dying breed, a generalist. That's thesecretteachings.info and The Fringe FM. If you're interested in all things that include the occult, from witchcraft to voodoo and from mythology to alchemy, then why not check out the book Occult Arcana? 
complete with hundreds of beautiful images. Maybe you want to look at technology, black goo, UFOs, and demonic pacts made in the entertainment industry. Check out the technological elixir, black goo, transhumanism, and invoking AI. Or if that's not enough and you want a practical look at food, lifestyles, and ingredients, even those in your pet food, with free solutions to better health, then check out Food Philosophy. All three of these books are available in softcover or PDF at www.thesecretteachings.info That's where you can read reviews, see pictures and even order yours today. It not only supports The Secret Teachings and Fringe FM, but most importantly, it supports you. Hey there, I'm Ryan Gable of The Secret Teachings, and like my show, I like to associate with people and companies who are passionate about taking steps to a healthier life. Pro One Water Filters brings you simple-to-use systems for the home, business, and even the shower. They filter fluoride, heavy metals, and more, and their shower heads stop chlorine from being vaporized and inhaled. I personally use their systems now for five years, and they're worth every penny sincerely. Our other affiliate, US Plus Health, is a small American company specializing in hydrogen peroxide solutions, isopropyl alcohol, and hand sanitizers with no additional ingredients like ethanol, chloride, or methanol. They use 100% U.S. materials at an FDA-registered facility. Their simple, non-toxic formulations are both safe and gentle. They evaporate quickly and leave no residue or stickiness. They're even recommended by the CDC, FDA, and WHO as opposed to other toxic chemicals like QACs. Find links to these affiliates, Pro One Water Filters, and U.S. Plus Health on our website, www.thesecretteachings.info for links, or visit usplushealth.com and type in the promo code TSTCLEAN. They all say the same thing. They're all like, you know, over the last four years, everything good that happened was because of us. And we would have done more good stuff if it wasn't for those guys. And then the Democrats go, oh, we did all the good stuff. <laughs> like you're all working for the same guy. I'm your host, Ryan Gable, and you are listening to The Secret Teachings Radio, the music tonight by White Bat Audio. You can find them on YouTube, our website, www.thesecretteachings.info. You can find our full show archive there, as well as the montages and my books. You can buy the books separately, or when you subscribe to the archive for the shows and the montages to download and stream them. Get access to the digital books and a physical copy if you subscribe for one year of one of the books. Free shipping in the United States. If you buy the book separate, it's still free shipping in the United States. And we do ship around the world or we can drop ship to you from Australia to Japan to the UK to Mexico to South America. rdgable at yahoo.com it comes a time when all of us have to say as individuals enough is enough. When we have to recognize that anger can be justified, and if anger can be harnessed in the appropriate way, we understand that complacency gets us nowhere, that acquiescence gets us nowhere, that if properly channeled, anger and frustration 
can help us to retain the power that we have as free, sovereign human beings who exist under the authority, in my opinion, of a non-religious, but the authority of God and nature. Let me take the final segment tonight to break this down as simply, as coherently, and as well-spoken as I can possibly present to you. Executive order requiring coronavirus disease 2019 vaccination for federal employees. This has people concerned. This has people worried. So much so that an article from Yahoo News implied that Henry Ford health system workers who had filed a lawsuit over a vaccine mandate abruptly dropped their vaccine mandate lawsuit one day after President Joe Biden announced the new federal vaccine mandate that affects 100 million Americans. Why did they word it this way? Health system workers. That implies all of the health system. Why did they say abruptly drop? To make it sound frivolous. It was a failed attempt to obtain legal remedy. Of the Vax mandate lawsuit, implying both the mandate for the Henry Ford health system and the mandate of the president, don't question that mandate. It will never hold up in court to sue. president has the authority. Drop it. That's what that article suggested. There are so many articles like that all over the Internet, misleading people, misinforming people, ill-informing people, and disinforming people in the most malicious, sick, disingenuous, egregious, preposterous, and disgusting ways. Like this article, Constitution allows Biden to mandate COVID vaccine, implying that the Constitution gives Biden the power to override your bodily autonomy, your bodily integrity, to force law-abiding citizens to do something against their will while exempting illegal immigrants explicitly. Overriding state authority in a matter that should be reserved to not only the states, but reserved to the individual. This article from the USA Today says, Based on Biden's remarks about a pandemic of the unvaccinated and elected officials working to undermine the fight against COVID-19, therefore making this a strictly political issue, That states can't just act as laboratories of democracy. A wording that seems confusing. Where did that wording come from? Well, they go on to cite a Supreme Court justice in a 1932 case about laboratories of democracy. I've read dozens of constitutional law books. I've read probably more than a few dozen history books on the Constitutional Convention in Philadelphia, the Articles of Confederation, the Bill of Rights, the lead-up to the Revolutionary War, uh, the lead-up to the Declaration of Independence. There's no mention of laboratories of democracy anywhere. I've read the writings of Madison, the father of the Constitution. I've read the writings of Jefferson, the father of the Declaration. 
There's no mention of laboratories of democracy in anything I found. I mean, they may refer to individual states having authority, but that's what the Tenth Amendment provides, as well as other amendments to the Constitution. But the whole reason the article brings this up is because they go on to say that Biden has this authority because the federal government can override states. It's actually the opposite. The federal government can only override states only if what the states are doing, the laws the states are passing, are repugnant to federal law. In other words, if a state is doing something that is a violation of federal law, state courts may rule in favor of the state, but the Supreme Court can override the state courts in those decisions. If it is a state issue, the Supreme Court has no authority. Those powers remain in the hands of states. It's as simple as that. And that was determined a few hundred years ago in a major court case about land and federal treaties. So you read further in this article. It says Biden needs to go further than mandating. Well, where does he get this authority to go further, you might ask? Well, they reference the Commerce Clause. Most people probably don't know what that is. It's Article 1, Section 8, Clause 3 of the Constitution. Now, if you know what Article 1 is, you'll know that that is the article that explicitly lays out the powers of Congress, the legislative body, one of three branches of government, beside the executive and judicial branches, that the Congress has the power to regulate business that crosses state borders. So why does Biden have the authority to go further based on the Commerce Clause, which gives Congress authority, not the executive authority, not the executive branch, not the president? And they go on to further include that the CDC has issued a mandate for all airline travelers to wear masks based on this Commerce Clause because planes go across state boundaries. Congress didn't make that a law. Congress isn't regulating mask mandates. The CDC is. They're a government body. They receive money from outside the government. Their mandates, as they call them, even provide for exemptions. You can opt yourself out. Doesn't mean airlines will let you. That's why you have to sue. CDC... Officials are not legislators. They are not elected officials. They do not make laws. They are not protected by the Commerce Clause. And the Supreme Court just blocked a few weeks ago the CDC's attempt to extend the eviction moratorium. And they said, you have no authority to do this. And they blocked it. The Supreme Court determined that the CDC's actions were invalid. They have no authority. They have no power. Three federal judges have also blocked the attempted coercive and authoritative measures of a medical school, of a university, and of the governor. In Louisiana, Terry Dottie, a federal judge, ruled that a medical college could not force students to get a COVID-19 vaccine as a condition of enrollment 
if the students requested exemptions on grounds of religious beliefs. Not even request, but declared. They say, I have a religious exemption, they're exempt. In another case, Western Michigan University. The federal judge, Paul Maloney, ruled the defendants were enjoined from enforcing a COVID-19 vaccine requirement against plaintiffs. In the third case, September 14th, judge blocks medical worker vaccine mandate in New York State. Why? Because it did not provide for religious exemptions. And the governor of New York said, I didn't know that there were religious exemptions. I didn't know religious institutions didn't want their followers to get a vaccine. It's very crafty language, very, very well written. Because Dr. Joseph Sellers, president of the Medical Society of the State of New York, said the same thing. Quote, no major religious denominations oppose vaccines. And the Supreme Court has for over 100 years upheld vaccination requirements as a means to protect the public health. Both of those statements are either irrelevant and misleading or simply wrong. The first statement is just wrong because 42 U.S. Code Section 2000E, subsection J, Title Seven of the Civil Rights Act, defining religious exemption, U.S. Code defines religion as this, all aspects of religious observance and practice as well as belief. doesn't matter what the Pope says or your rabbi or your shaman. These are your beliefs, practices, and observances, and they are sincerely held. As per the Supreme Court ruling back in 1905, that's just misleading because the Supreme Court ruled, Jacobson versus Massachusetts, that the opinion of the court was that local health statutes, although the authorities had the right to establish them, that was the argument in the case, they did not establish the, quote, absolute rule that an adult must be vaccinated when certain conditions may lead to their harm. The case actually creates a constitutional law basis, I would argue, if I were an attorney, for suing based on the fact that Pfizer, BioNTech, and all the other vaccine manufacturers explicitly state the harmful side effects of taking the vaccine. If those conditions could lead to my harm, then there is no absolute rule that I must be vaccinated based on a local on a state, or on a federal mandate, which furthermore is protected under U.S. Code, the Civil Rights Act, Title VII. It is the opposite of what they claim, as always. Despite that, small businesses are now suing the Biden administration. The RNC is going to sue the Biden administration. The wonderful, beautiful, incredible, lovely state, my state, although I'm from Florida, I'm a Florida man, I love me some Arizona. I love Southwest. Maybe it's my Navajo heritage. I love Arizona. I say it proud. Mark Bernovic, the attorney general of Arizona, has filed lawsuit against Joe Biden and a number of other defendants, claiming that the executive order of the president should be held as invalid. Specifically, that, quote, the Biden administration has disclaimed any COVID-19 vaccination requirement for unauthorized aliens, even those being released directly into the United States. 
Although the DHS offers vaccination to aliens, it apparently, or excuse me, it apprehends unlawfully entering the United States, it does not insist that they be vaccinated, even if they are being released into the United States rather than being immediately deported. The lawsuit goes on to allege, with additional evidence, that the actions of the defendants are unlawful, that they, quote, violate the rights of citizens to bodily integrity. They do. They violate principles of federalism under which the federal government has only enumerated powers by exercising the sort of general police power reserved solely to the states under the Tenth Amendment. It does. And unconstitutionally, to subvert Congress's authority by exercising quintessentially legislative powers and in a manner that could never pass either, let alone both, houses of Congress today. Which is precisely why defendants have no intent whatsoever to ask for legislative authority to take such unprecedented actions. Precisely. A violation of bodily integrity, a violation of states' rights, and unconstitutional based on those two facts and the fact that because you couldn't get Congress to pass these laws, the CDC, which isn't even a branch of government, and the executive authority of the United States government says, we have authority, according to the USA Today, from the Commerce Clause. No, you do not. That is Congress's authority. How badly did you fail civics class? My God. Congress has that authority. You are subverting the Congress, subverting the lawmakers, making your own laws. It's illegal. It's unconstitutional. Thank God for the Attorney General of the great state of Arizona. The unconstitutional discrimination against U.S. citizens, lawful permanent residents, and aliens lawfully residing and working in the U.S. because if you come here legally, you also have to have a vaccine. Joe Biden doesn't care unless you come here illegally. Then you don't have to have a vaccine and you can go out into the community. Sick, disgusting, egregious, anti-human, anti-American behavior. But let's just break it down quickly to the 16-2 vote against the Joe Biden COVID-19 booster shot program. The FDA's Vaccines and Related Biological Products Advisory Committee, after eight hours of testimony, voted 16 to 2 against the boosters, according to an article published September 19th. And a doctor, Steve Kirsch, director of the COVID-19 Early Treatment Fund, claimed the following. Hi, I'm Steve Kirsch. I'm executive director of the COVID-19 Early Treatment Fund. I have no conflicts. Uh, Advance to slide number four with the elephant. I'm going to focus my remarks today on the elephant in the room that nobody likes to talk about. This is from the hearing. Kill more people than they save. Today, we focus almost exclusively on COVID death saves and vaccine efficacy because we were led to believe that vaccines are perfectly safe. But this is simply not true. For example, there were four times as many heart attacks in the treatment group in the Pfizer six-month trial report. That wasn't bad luck. Theirs shows heart attacks happen 71 times more often following these vaccines compared to any other vaccine. In all, 20 people died who got the drug, 14 died who got the placebo. Few people notice that. If the net all-cause mortality from the vaccines is negative, vaccines, boosters, and mandates are all nonsensical. This is the case today. 
Death rates. Um, uh, let's slide number seven, advance uh, to the number seven in the lower part. This shows that the all-cause uh, death light rate in, uh, in three cases. Only the VAERS numbers are statistically significant, but the other numbers are troubling. Even if the vaccines had 100% protection, it still means we kill two people to save one life. Four experts did analyses using completely different non-US data sources, and all of them came up with approximately the same number of excess vaccine-related deaths, about 411 deaths per million doses. That translates into 150,000 people have died. Next slide would be slide number 11, uh, the nursing home. Now, the real numbers confirm that we kill more than we save, and I, will, uh, I would love everyone to look at the Israel Ministry of Health data on the 90-plus-year-olds where we went, to, we went from a 94.4% uh, vaccinated group to 82.9% vaccinated in the last four months. In the most optimistic scenario, it means that 50% of the vaccinated people died and 0% of unvaccinated people died. Unless you can explain that to the American public, you cannot approve the boosters. And they did not approve those boosters. And now there's a call for investigation over menstrual changes after COVID jabs, according to a BBC article. And this is perhaps why Marion Gruber, director of the FDA's Office of Vaccines Research and Review, and deputy director Phil Cross left the agency, telling sources like Politico, that the two officials were at odds with the FDA's top vaccine official, Peter Marks, and were discontented over the roles of the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention and the Advisory Committee on Immunization Practices and Decisions that they believed should be handled by the FDA. They're also probably protecting their own ass, knowing that a lot of people are going to be sued, some people might go to jail, and if there were true justice in the world, Some people would be hanged for treason, and some people would be placed on trial in new Nuremberg situations. Pfizer-BioNTech has also approved the vaccine now for children aged 5 to 11. Oh. And some quirky, rapping, molecular biologist scientist lady said Nicki Minaj needs a lesson in vaccines. Well, then why is the FDA not approving the boosters? Why are there calls to investigate menstrual changes? Why did Dr. Fauci perjure himself to the powerful legislative branch, to the Senate, telling Congress, I did not fund the laboratory in Wuhan, when the files that came out showed that he did fund the laboratory in Wuhan? He did fund gain-of-function research. And one of the few Americans in power as an authority, Senator Rand Paul, has called him out time after time again, and I hope sincerely that Senator Paul and all the other great senators and congresspeople can find a way to get these people in front of a judge in federal court and convict them of crimes against humanity, of treason charges, and with due process of law, punish them for their crimes. That's where we are at.
And so, as my exemption templates, my exemption letters for schools and for businesses, for employees, as they state, I am making a statement, a declaration of independence from the overreaching, petty, tyrannical, perceptual authorities that run my school, that are on the school board, that run this business, that run this government, of the state, of the federal system. You have no authority over me in these ways. My rights are protected by federal law, by the ADA, by the Civil Rights Act of 1964, Title VII, defined in U.S. Code 42, Section 2000E, Subsection J. The term religion includes all aspects of religious observance and practice as well as belief. You don't have to be a Christian. You don't have to be a Muslim, etc., etc., etc. My exemption is asserted, declared, and retained under all aspects of my sincerely held beliefs, observances, and practices, and therein not referring to any institutional body or doctrine. In this official statement, And all of the following are the reasons for my objection, and I break them down. If you want these templates, these examples, I will be happy to send them to you with all the links, all the information, links to the government websites, links to Cornell, one of the top law schools in the United States, links to everything, including an entirety of mask studies showing that masks are worthless and masks cause more harm than good, showing that in other studies in this paper I have, not only have they no evidence that COVID-19 causes disease, but they can't even identify it in aerosolized studies, that it transmits. They have to create artificial environments to find it. I have all the information on all of this. Email me at rdgable at yahoo.com and like the hundreds of other people from paramedics in Washington State to teachers and nurses in New York and Florida and Texas all over the country who have emailed me and I've sent this out to them and I've already helped a handful of people for sure who have gotten out of their vaccine requirements. This isn't legal advice. This is my opinion based on the law and this is what the federal courts are ruling. This is what the state and the federal laws and international laws say. I can send it to you, rdgable at yahoo.com. I can send you the templates. I can send you the examples. You adjust them so that they are not unethical or immoral, that your sincerely held beliefs are stated in these templates. They're just templates. You can do with them what you will. If you enjoy this show, you'd like to support us, please subscribe to the archive, www.thesecretteachings.info. www.thesecretteachings.info. Email us, rdgable at yahoo.com. Grab a book. There's a whole section on COVID-19 and technology in my book, The Technological Elixir. Stay safe, stay informed, stay healthy. We'll talk to you in the next broadcast. Time may be up for tonight's broadcast of The Secret Teachings, but don't worry, you can still catch us Monday through Friday right here exclusively on The Fringe FM. You can also subscribe to the show and montage archive while grabbing my books at thesecretteachings.info. To get in contact with us, you can email the show at rdgable at yahoo.com. Stay tuned to KTLK Digital Broadcasting, The Fringe FM.